welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Welcome. I am so excited to bring you today's guest, Barbara Yusin. She has been such a strong influence in my own life and my relationship with money that when I had dreamed up this podcast, she was one of the first people I wanted to speak with. And you might know her. Um, She did change her name, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, She was going by the name Barbara Stanley for a while. So if you've read her books, that might be the name you would recognize. She's the author of Sacred Success and six books in total about women and money. Not just that, she is brilliant at basically dumbing down things that feel really intricate and complicated and aligning women with their power when it comes to money. She has an incredible background story that I'm going to ask her to share with you, but I just want to go right to it and jump in. Barbara, welcome. Thank you, Patty. It's so good to talk to you. It's really great. I'm so excited to talk to you. And, And just for everyone in the audience, I personally worked with Barbara and I just, she has just made such a difference in my life that uh, if you hear anything here that resonates with you, I urge you get her books, go check out her programs. All of it is juicy and amazing. Barbara, I want, I know you're, I've heard your story so many times and it can't, I can't hear it enough. So can you just jump in and kind of give people the background of the journey you took coming into your own power around money? Okay. So quickly, I will tell you my story. I grew up wealthy. My father was the R of H in our block. And the only advice he ever gave me about money was, don't worry. <laughs> no worry. Which I thought was great <laughs> advice. I never wanted to worry. I just spent the money I had. And then I married a man who was a stockbroker. So he was perfect, right? Well, what I found out very early in our marriage is that he was a compulsive gambler. And over the course of 15 years, he lost almost all of my inheritance. Because I continued to let him manage the money because that's why I was so scared and intimidated by anything financial. And even after our divorce, I decided, you know, money's not my thing. I'm just, I don't want to deal with money. Well, I have this theory that if you don't deal with your money, your money will deal with you. And I got tax bills for over a million dollars, almost two million. From back taxes, my ex didn't pay from illegal deals he got us in. My signature was on everything. He left the country, and my father wouldn't lend me the money, and I did not have it. I did not have anywhere close to a million dollars. So that's when I knew I had to get smart. And, you know, I would read books and go to classes. My eyes would fog over, and my brain would, my eyes would glaze over, and my brain would fog up, and I just figure I'm terminally stupid. And I was working as a journalist, and I was hired for a freelance project to interview women who who were smart with money. Those interviews, (laughs) I kid you not, those interviews changed my life. I not only got smart about money myself, but I wrote my first book, Prince Charming Isn't Coming, How Women Get Smart About Money. 
And then I started teaching, traveling all over the country, doing financial education for women, but I couldn't make money. So I interviewed women who made lots of money, and I started making six figures before I even finished my second book, Secrets of Six-Figure Women. And then I wanted to see if I could teach what I was learning from them, and I started doing Overcoming Under-Earning Workshops, which became my third book. And then my fourth one is Sacred Success, of course, in Financial Miracles. And I had two that I self-published, and that is Breaking Through, Getting Past the Stuck Point, and Finding a Financial Advisor You Can Trust. Ha! Huh. Okay. That's my story. <laughs> well, wait, I just want to, I want to interject because there was a piece of this story that I think you didn't touch on or I missed it, which was after your husband put you into all this debt, you went to your father and what did he say? I asked my father if he'd lend me the money and my father said no, which, which I can tell you was the best thing he could have done. But at the time I had three daughters. One was just a baby. I was not going to raise those kids on the street. I had no money in the bank. I didn't know what I was going to do. And that's when, that's when I said, I cannot, I cannot stay stupid. I cannot. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I really believe that when you make a commitment, like like no, no backdoor commitment, the universe revolves. And sure enough, I got hired for this writing project. Hmm. Beautiful. I just love your story so much because I think at least if you grew up in the States, H&R Block is a brand you know, right? And it's a brand you trust. So, Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the cobbler's children had no shoes, you know? <laughs> well, because your dad taught you, you didn't have to worry about money and that lesson actually disempowered you. Definitely. Definitely. But it also empowered me in a way because when I did get smart, holy moly, I, I realized what it takes to get smart. And I could use this, my experience, to help others. So in a way, what disempowered me, I used to empower me, mm-hmm. to live my life on purpose. Oh, so good. So good. And that's what resonates so much with me when, when I worked with you originally and, and when I read your stuff is that as different as our childhoods were, right? As different as the path to the place that you came to with your brilliance around this topic, I have found that you are so relatable and you're so real and you seem to be able to boil everything down to life journeys of just really looking to use what's happened to you to make other people's lives better. And that to me is is really at the heart of living your purpose, I think. No, it's true. I remember I wrote, I have. I think it's my last book. I wrote, uh, In Your Deepest Pain Lies Your Highest Purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and I really believe that that is true in many cases, that what gives us great pain is God guiding us to our purpose. Ugh. So good. And so what, you know, I ask everyone that comes on this show, what is your definition of, per, of wealth? My definition of wealth is when you have more than you need. And every, mm-hmm. for everybody, that's a different amount. Wealth is when you, have, when you work, when you have more than you need. That's it. There, there's three levels of financial development. There's survival, not enough. Stability, enough. And affluence or wealth, which is more than enough. It's that simple. Mm. 
Love that. Now, in Sacred Success, because I love this book. You know, there's some books that I read over and over again. This is one of them. You say that there's... Oh, thank you. Yeah, I do. I do. It's like having you in my pocket. Um, You say that there's four stages to creating sacred success. Um, Can you just walk us through what those stages are? I will. But first, I'd love to back up a little and explain what sacred success is. Yes. So sacred success came about because I decided after I wrote my book, Overcoming Under Earning, that I had a new goal. I was making six figures, quite happy. But I, my new goal was I wanted to make millions, help millions, and give millions. And I thought, I know how I'm going to do that. I'm going to interview women who make millions, and that's going to be my next book. Well, three years later, and after about 50 interviews with women who made millions, I was nowhere, I probably, it was 2009, probably the worst financial year I'd had in ages. I, I nowhere near making millions, nowhere near <laughs> writing a book. And I remember my uh, coach said to me at the time, you're too into doing, Barbara. You need time for just being. So I took all those those transcripts of those interviews with all those women, and I took a four-day retreat. And in that retreat and reading those, uh, those transcripts, those interviews, I saw what I had missed. The big story wasn't that these women were making these outrageous sums. It was the way they were doing it. They were playing a very different game than what the world, in other words, men, models. And I define sacred success as pursuing your soul's purpose for your own bliss and the benefit of others while being richly rewarded. Mm. And the whole, this is what I, this is what I had missed. The whole, the, the ultimate goal of sacred success is not profit. Yes, yes, you absolutely want to make a big income. Yes, absolutely. But the ultimate purpose is greatness. It's a goal for greatness. And I define greatness as that. I paraphrase a quote by John Buchner that says, that place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep hunger. That's greatness. Oh, so good. So good. And and so what I found in going through my interviews and then interviewing other women, I, I don't know how many I interviewed in total, but what I found there is a process. And I started, so this was in 2009. In 2010, I took, I started applying this process to my life. And I can tell you as I say it, and then I started teaching it, and damn, it's it's it works. So the first step, the first step is the call to greatness. So my first step, the call came to me in terms of burnout. I was just burned out. And I believe millions of women, perhaps many who are listening, are getting the call. The call that it's time to go for greatness. The call that says, pay attention. Stop what you're doing. It's time to play a bigger game. And the call, the calls, the signs that you're getting the call are burnout like mine or apathy or unhappiness or some kind of health crisis or 
just something where you're uncomfortable, where you're not happy. And that is your soul saying, stop what you're doing. You need to listen to me. And so the next phase is to, it was what I call receptive surrender. When you literally stop, take time and surrender to hear the quiet whispers of your soul calling you that there's something else or there's something you need to change, something you need to do different. There's a bigger game for you to play. And surrender, I wrote a, <laughs> surrender's not for sissies. <laughs> what I did is I remember at the time I said to my now husband, my boyfriend, oh my God, I would love to take a month off. And this was in December 2009. And he said, well, why don't you? And I said, oh my God, I have way too many, many things to do, way too many. And I knew it. The second I said that, I knew this is what I needed to do. I needed to surrender because practically Every single woman, successful woman I interviewed, right before she soared, she kind of um, sank into a in-between place. Into And it's usually precipitated by a crisis, like, like really nasty stuff, like breast cancer or bankruptcy or a, a mental breakdown. And I thought, I don't want to wait till a crisis. <laughs> I'm going to stop. So I was going to take one month off. It turned into nine. But... Surrender is a time, and you don't have to quit your job like I did. I mean, I just, I stopped blogging, I stopped coaching, I stopped speaking, I stopped everything. You do not have to do that. You just have to take off anything that's not essential. So you have time to listen to those quiet whispers of your soul that is there to tell you what is there for you to do next. And in our busy life, in our busyness, we, we don't hear it. And then at some point, you will know when you're in the next stage, which is, what is it? Disciplined action. I haven't read that book in so long, I forgot. Disciplined action. And, and what happened to me is I was in surrender, and around September, I started in January, around September, I felt it was time to apply what I was learning and see if I could teach it to others. And so I gave my first sacred success retreat. And... Disciplined action is when you start taking steps toward living your purpose and playing full out. And so this doesn't happen just linear. You get the call, you'll surrender, maybe for a month, maybe for a few days, maybe for a few moments to listen to your soul. And then you'll go into disciplined action and up, you'll get another call, you'll step back into surrender, maybe just for a little bit, and then you'll move forward. And all of these are getting you closer to the fourth stage, which is what sacred success is all about. And that is modeling greatness. And you are always modeling something, either greatness or mediocrity. And you model greatness by really thinking about and consciously working on leaving your legacy. What is it you want to be remembered by? And that is what sacred success is all about. Uh, oh my goodness. I am so glad you just said that because as you were going through the four steps, I was remembering a question that has been coming back to me reading the book recently, which is, oh, I feel like I've jumped back and forth between surrender and disciplined action about six times yeah. over the last two years. Yeah. And am I doing something wrong? Like, is it? And, and I was going to ask you, I know well enough to know I wasn't, you know, it is what it is. I know the surrender call, 
So, and I know what it looks like to ignore the surrender call. So I don't do that, but I'm like, am I messing with myself? And you just answered the question, but I'd love for you to to riff on that a little bit if you have anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have like the first of this year, I, I mean, I've been in surrender so many times. No, I never quit my job like I did before, but I have been called. I got the call to step back, somehow step back. And the end of last year, I got the call really loud and I got burnt out again. And I got really burnt out about my business. And I knew maybe it was two years ago, but something was missing. And unless I got quiet, unless I slowed down, whatever was missing would not present itself to me. I wouldn't notice it, but something was definitely missing. So what I stopped doing is I stopped teaching all, all classes, teleclasses and retreats. I stopped that. And I just did coaching and I took time. And what I, and during that time in surrender, because two things happen when you're going to surrender to look at your purpose or look at the changes you need to make is one, you meet your demons, all those things you're scared. Can I say a bad word? Yeah, I curse. Uh, that you're scared. Yeah. That you're scared shitless yeah. about. Because that's exactly what's stopping you from playing bigger. And it was also to allow for coincidences and things to come in that you would not notice normally. So while I was in this period of surrender, and I was still coaching, I was still blogging, still doing all that, but I wasn't traveling. And that that was really important to me. And I wasn't creating new classes. I happened to find in my inbox a article on neuroscience. I didn't even know what neuroscience was. Oh yeah, this was two years ago. So I read this article and something said to me, it's like my brain lit up. This is the missing piece. This is the missing piece. So I had time to put together a brand new body of work, which I call Rewire, Mind Training for Wealth Building, which combines personal finance with psychology, spirituality, and neuroscience. So it teaches you how to train your mind to rewire your brain so that you change your habits. You change the feelings. You change what you do so that you create a different reality. And unless you understand that it's not just thinking differently, but it's absolutely the process of rewiring your brain, it can be a struggle. That's so interesting. I love that. And I and I was reading an article you had just written about shame and money. And I was seeing a lot of that. I don't know if it was neuroscience, but you were kind of talking about yeah. the mind in there. And I was thinking that was a little bit different than what I've heard you talk on before. So Exactly. And I can you, Yeah, and I yeah. created Yeah. So I created a new program out of that that I'm on my third round. It just started, just started called the rewire mentorship program where I have taken now hundreds of women through this process of rewiring. And what, what rewiring means is that it's all based on this theory, not theory It's all based on that. What flows through your mind wires your brain. And when your brain becomes wired, your thinking, your acting, your feeling becomes habitual. And changing habits is a bitch. It's really hard. And that's why I discovered a process that I've used on me, that I've used on hundreds, and it really works, a process for rewiring your brain to become a wealth builder. And it doesn't take a long time. 
And that's what my next book is going to be about. Ooh, Barbara. I'm excited. Another Barbara book. I'm super excited. <laughs> and now I, you know what? Obviously, I need to go check out this new program. Um, so can you speak to shame when it, well, I have two questions. You and we're, you know, we've got about 10 minutes left. I want you to speak to shame because that's something that's been coming up with my clients lately. The other thing I want you to talk about because you, you storytell it so beautifully is why you changed your name. Because when you told that story initially, it it was really, it, it spoke to my heart about just who you are as a human being. Okay. Well, my, my, my heart is saying, tell the story. So, because it's near and dear to my heart. So I, uh, since 1996, no, since 1994, I went, I changed my name from my maiden name to Stanny. I was my second husband, Stanny. And my second husband was never, ever, ever happy with me. Never. He, he just, he, he just wasn't happy. And I thought there was something wrong with me. So I needed to change to make him happy. Okay. So 10 years later, we, we get a divorce and I meet this man five years after that. And this man, his name is Lee Houston. He's, he was not my type at all. He was a blue collar Republican, <laughs> a Trump, a Trump fan. But I'm telling you, this, this man was so funny, so smart, so deep, so spiritual. I fell in love with him immediately. And we got married six years ago. But I didn't want to change my name because all my books were in Barbara Stanley. Everything was in Barbara Stanley. It just seemed a hassle. And then one day I was looking out the window last year, the end of last year, I was looking out the window, just staring out. And I, I thought to myself, why am I keeping the name Stanny from a man who is so unhappy with me when I have Lee Hewson, who is the most supportive man I have ever met. And in fact, after our first date, he said he heard a voice in his head say to him, you are here to love, appreciate and support Barbara. And he has been doing that for 10 years. So I changed my name at the beginning of this year. I changed my name. And let me tell you, it's a hassle. It's a hassle. But I am so glad I did it. He could care less. He could care less. He said, don't do it for me. I said, I'm not. But the thing I, the thing that really did it is being with a man for 10 years who loved and adored me unconditionally changed my self-concept. It, it, it raised, I saw myself differently. I, I started loving myself differently. I've always been so critical of myself, but it just changed my whole self-concept because I had a different mirror. I was seeing day in, day out. So I think that's what it's a tribute to love and it's a tribute to self-love. Yeah, I, um, I agree. And when I, when you first spoke about it, I mean, I guess I found out through social media, probably how we find all, all important details of the people that matter most to us. You know what I, what I felt in your words was just a deep respect for yourself and for the, the meaning of words and, or names and a deep, deep respect for your partner. And I think for women, Beautiful. the naming thing can be complicated and feel like there's a right way to do something. And certainly in the world of branding, changing your name when you are such a foundational name in this space would go against all the recommended <laughs> rules. Yeah. 
but did. for you, you trusted it what was what was most in integrity with your soul. And I just that's just who you are, and I respect it so much. Thank you, thank you. It was beautiful how you expressed that. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Pat. And so we talk about shame. Do we have? Okay. So what I noticed in discovering neuroscience and the work I've been doing on it for the last two and a half years is that we have that shame or trauma, any early trauma, any early shame, what happens is it shuts down our, our frontal cortex, the thinking, rational, logical part. And it triggers our most primitive brain because our brain was developed. Our ancestors' brain was solely for the purpose of survival solely for the purpose and so what happens when that when shame or trauma is triggered at all unconsciously our brain our thought logical brain shuts down our primitive brain is activated oh and we go into fight flight or freeze and so one of the work that i have really brought in and i always used to but i really brought in healing shame and trauma as a important component to financial success. And I will say that when we were working together, I went to you thinking I need to help learning how to make money. And, and what you gave me was the space to let go of the shame I felt. Yes. I guess I've always been doing it, but I never, uh, that's nice of you to say that, but I never understood how shame and trauma are wired in your brain. Mm. And what I, what I noticed is oh, there's, most of my clients, like you, are very successful, but something's not working financially. And part, of, and part of what I began to realize is that many of these women created financial chaos as a distraction so they wouldn't have to feel the pain of the early trauma of the, or of the, of the shame mm. because it's unbearable. Shame and trauma, the pain is unbearable. And so we do anything not to feel. And that has to be healed before making logical decisions. Yes, yes. I can, I can give you an example. Do we have a minute or two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, and we can even go okay. over. But yeah, I know you're, you're on a tight okay. schedule. Go. Yeah. So I, was, I had a client this morning who was so frazzled and so stressed and so overwhelmed, which she was every session. Uh, she just, that's her, that's her go-to place. She gets stressed and overwhelmed because that's wired in her brain because she learned to handle her trauma and she had a horrible, traumatic, abusive incident happen when she was little. And she learned to handle trauma and to, her, to handle it by numbing out with stress and overwhelm. So she didn't have to feel the pain of the abuse. So what I did is I had her, so she was like, okay, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. She had all this stuff going on in her business. I got to figure this out. And I said, you can't figure it out when you're in this much stress and drama and trauma because your logical brain is shut down. So we did a meditation, a seven minute meditation where she just relaxed. She came out of that meditation. Ah, wait. And that wasn't stressful at all. <laughs> Here's what I could do. <laughs> and she just blah, 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 blah. She had her answer. Wow. So this is what stress, trauma, and shame 
can do to us. It just shuts down the brain. And that's why it's important to integrate neuroscience, I believe, in every goal you're trying to achieve. Understanding rewiring the brain. So if you were, you know, so, you know, the other question I usually ask is, what do you believe your purpose is? And I asked that already, uh, or I think you answered that already. No, you, you I, didn't. I you didn't, didn't ask it. I felt like you answered it, but go ahead, jump in. But then the question I really want you to answer. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So I thought my purpose was to empower women financially. And then about, oh, I don't know, about eight uh, years ago, I realized that's the form, that's the vehicle I use to pursue my purpose. My purpose is to be a spiritual teacher, to bring God into the conversation. Particularly, my belief, my, the principles of A Course in Miracles, which I'm a student of. So, you wouldn't know it if you didn't know, but I've always tried to bring spiritual principles into my work. Oh my goodness. Along That's, with the practical. You are reminding me of a conversation we had years ago where it was after I read Sacred Success for the first time. And you, I think you talk about it in the book, but wasn't that kind of your block? Was you just didn't want to admit any of the spirituality to your work? Oh my God. Terrified. Yeah. Terrified. Okay. I was absolutely terrified. I said in the book, I had to come out of my spiritual closet. And uh, that book terrified me to write. Terrified me. So... When you so now the question I really want you to answer is if you had someone here in front of you right now these you know there's so many people listening that I know are feeling like they just wish they had you in front of them to give them advice and so they're sitting there in a place where they are not fully embodying wealth you know creating wealth or not fully living out their purpose what is the first thing you would suggest that they do Wow. To tell the truth. That's the first thing I say, the truth. You know, the truth sets you free. Tell the truth about what's not working in your life. Tell the truth about who you really are. About who you really are. Not who you think you are, or you've been conditioned, but who you really are. Your strengths, your, your, your weaknesses, all of it. Understanding the truth and living your truth and speaking your truth, that is power. And really, problem women, the women, the problems women have with money, never about money. They think it is. No, it's only a symptom. The money is a symptom of something deeper. It's their fear of or their ambivalence around power. And power, to me, a powerful woman is someone who knows who she is, knows what she wants, and expresses that in the world unapologetically. So telling the truth especially about our greatness. Mm. Oh, yes. Yes. I love it. Okay. So we're, I want to be respectful of your time, Barbara. Tell everyone where they can find you. Where would you most like them to find you? So you can go to my website, which is barbara-husson, H-U-S-O-N.com. Barbara-husson. I like hyphen Houston because it's that alliteration. And you can find what I'm doing. I have two programs going. I have one, a, a mentorship program, and I have another one, which is a community. I have a virtual community called the Wealth Connection, because I believe that connecting with others of like mind is how you build wealth. And so check those out. 
That's awesome. Now I was checking out the Wealth Connection because we're going to put that link in the show notes, and I noticed that you're on a wait list right now. And this will yeah, probably we have a wait be a list. Pretty, how long do you think that it's going to be before that's open? It's hard to tell. We we just opened it today. We just sent letters to all the people on the email list on on the wait list to see how if I think we have four spots left. So uh, okay. We'll probably, I, I don't know how long it'll be. I really don't. But uh, it's 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 turning into, it's brand new, really new, but it's turning into an amazing program where we have group coaching once a month and then we have a expert once a month. We have group coaching twice a month where I call office hours, where I open my office and they can get coached or they can ask questions. And the, the neat thing's happening is they're all talking to each other about money. Because I wanted to create a safe place where we, we women could talk about money as women. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I'm very excited. And it's, it's, we're all, it's morphing all the time. We're, we're going to bring on more people. It's just going to be very exciting. So good. Okay. So we're going to put the links to those. And the rewired program is the other one, right? Yes. Right. Okay. We'll put, they, they, we'll put those links yes. in the show notes and we'll put links to your social media as well. Is there any last comments you want to leave the audience with? You know, I don't know if this is for the audience, but Patty, you you are so you have changed since I talked to you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you yeah. Now you I I know it's not just me, but I I really get how much you've grown and what a what a light you are in this world. I feel the light shining through. I feel your light. So I just want to say thank you for this opportunity to reconnect with you. Oh, oh, I love you so much. You know, so I love you. From the moment I started working with you, you have never left my heart or my reality. I've been reading you and talking to you oh. online. You are just one of those people that until the day I leave this planet, you will be making a difference in my life. So thank you, Barbara. Well, thank you. If there's anything I can ever do to support you or any of your programs, you just let me know. I, I would love to. Thank you, Barbara. Yeah. Much love to you. Thank you. Much love. Okay, everyone, please go check out Barbara's books. Definitely grab one today. I promise you it will make a difference. And in the show notes, grab those links to her program. She is amazing. I'm telling you, she personally transformed my relationship to money. And I know if this is something that you're working with, she is just at the top of my list of people I recommend. She's just brilliant. So thanks, everyone. Thank you, Barbara. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.